This is the intersection. The intersection. This is the Intersection podcast, recorded Thursday, the 18th of January, 2018, episode 27. The Intersection podcast is only made possible through the support of its listeners and sponsors. If you have a product or service that you feel may appeal to our audience, please contact sponsor at intersectioncast.com. Hello and welcome to The Intersection, the podcast that bridges together the worlds of tech and pop culture. And um, this is our first show of the uh, the new year, and I do realise it's mid-January, we haven't uh, published a show yet, uh, but I've been sort of taking a break from the podcast to deal with a couple of family issues, um, as you know, real life gets in the way sometimes, um, and so apologies that we haven't been around, but we are certainly back for 2018. Uh, in actual fact, I'm thinking about shaking up the format just a little bit, um, recording more frequently, but... Uh, maybe a bit shorter episodes particularly when it comes to tech news there's always lots going on so um, just to give you my two cents and my thoughts about um, certain news stories as they break and of course uh, when we have guests in such as uh, Bronson Green our resident uh, film aficionado when we're talking about the movies we'll have slightly longer episodes so yeah that's my intentions for the show for this new year we'll we'll shake the format up a bit but you know where to find us same um, back channel same back time so the first uh, story I want to talk about, really, it ties into the, uh, the distant memory that is uh, the Christmas season. Um, and there was an interesting um, story that was released about um, uh, the ownership of smart speakers. Now, these were big gift items um, during the Christmas period. We're talking things like the Google Home and the Amazon Echo um, and the uh, the sort of the, the, the cheaper points of entry for those, um, those smart speakers uh, being the Echo Dot and um, the Google Home Mini. Um, Now, um, these were incredibly popular because they're very affordable um, and they're very useful. And so um, from the point of view of um, Amazon and from Google, they can sell these things at a little bit of a loss uh, simply to tie the user into their ecosystem. So Amazon um, collects lots of data about you and and gets to know your shopping habits and gets to sort of sell you lots of uh, other goods and services. Um, And Google obviously used the data um, that they're learning about you uh, for advertising. And so these speakers were incredibly popular. And um, what's good in particular about the Amazon Echo is that um, you can expand um, expand the um, the skills, if you will, of of the um, Alexa uh, virtual assistant uh, that powers the Echo. Um, and there is a lot of support out there. There are lots of skills you can install. Lots of developers have been hard at work. Um, sort of expanding Alexa's AI and you can tap into all sorts of different services um, for example recipes um, you know train times all sorts um, and so people are in a strange sort of way really embracing having um, a you know a 24/7 listening device right in their living room or even their bedroom 
Um, but I guess it's just the convenience, really, that that seems to be the king here. So the convenience of just just saying the magic words, hey, Alexa, hey, Cortana, etc., um, etc. Et um, um, OK, Google. Um, and having it respond to you. And obviously this ties into the smart home. So um, there's a variety of, um, of, of smart home products out there. For example, the Philips Hue light bulbs, um, for example, the, um, the Hive thermostat, etc., etc. And a lot of the time um, you can just command your, your digital assistant and um, it will take control of your home for you. Um, so these, these were a really big hit. And you know what? I'm not surprised. I mean, the prices are very, very reasonable. I mean, there were certainly promotions running at Christmas time. Um, but it, even right now, you can get an Amazon Echo Dot for about, I think, £35. Um, the, the, um, no, it was $49.99 at the moment. But um, if you look around, some places are still doing it for, for £35. It certainly was £35 over the Christmas period. Um, Amazon even do a, I mean, they want these things everywhere, all over your home. They do a pack of three, a pack of three Echo Dots for £99. I mean, that's just, that, that, that's actually good value. Um, you've got um, the the larger Amazon Echo with, with, with the bigger speaker, you know, particularly if you want to use it to play music. Um, that is £89.99. And then there's one um, called an Echo Plus, which is the high-end one. Um, now what that one does is that has a, um, a Zigbee a hub built into it. Um, so Z Zigbee is the standard, uh, that Philips use, for example, to control, uh, their hue lights. And normally if you were going to buy a, um, a Philips hue, um, a set of bulbs, you would need to buy the Philips hue bridge, uh, with that to be able to control those bulbs. And the Echo Plus has, um, Zigbee hub built into it. So, you don't need to buy that bridge. Um, it'll work out the box with the Hue bulbs. In actual fact, I believe it's bundled with a Hue bulb. The Echo Plus also has a better quality speaker. So if you're into your your music, in which case it would be Amazon Music, um, then um, that's the one for you. And then that's $139.99. So it's still reasonably cheap. Um, Google, Google's uh, is around the same price, actually. So um, Google have the Google Home Mini. Um, which is uh, a puck, much like the um, the Echo Dot. And the idea is to have these little things scattered around your home, and that's £49 or so. And the actual Google Home um, speaker, which is akin to Amazon's Echo speaker, same sort of price, £99. Essentially does the same thing, taps into um, smart um, smart devices, and, um, to also, and it also... Um, allows you to tap into Google services. So Google have their own ecosystem. Um, if you're an Android user, you can take advantage of that too. Uh, things like Google Play Music, etc., etc. Um, so, I mean, these are all essentially the same thing. And the price range is exactly the same. But the, the, pro the point of entry, £49, um, that's what's really attractive to people. And, um, you know, that, that's what made it sort of an ideal Christmas gift. And the story that caught my attention um, was, was one um, reported by an American blog, and it's talking about American ownership, but um, we don't have figures for the UK just yet, but I thought it was quite amazing. So, um, I mean, it's, it's been reported now that 16% of Americans, 16% of the American population now, after the Christmas period, own a smart speaker. Um, 
yeah, in terms of population, that's 39 million people thereabouts. That is amazing. Um, this is in, an incredibly fastly growing um, um, product category. Again, I'm very surprised. People are so eager to have a listening device <laughs> installed in their homes on 24-7. But 39 million people, 16% of the United States of America own a smart speaker. Um, and obviously, Amazon are clearly in the lead. They have... Um, well, I, I would say the Echo product is a more mature product, um, and they've got 11% of uh, that 16% of Americans uh, own Amazon Echo products, and 4% and of that uh, 16% um, own a Google Home product. So Amazon's clearly in the lead. Um, and, you know, um, one would ask, where, where the heck is Apple? <laughs> where the heck is apple well apple um well they've announced the speaker um apple announced the home pod um they announced the home pod um a while ago they announced it in june june um so the home pod is apple's uh version of the smart speaker siri as we know is not too smart of um, um a digital assistant uh siri has improved in recent iterations of iOS, there's still a lot more work that needs to be needs to be done with Siri. Um, but the HomePod is Apple's answer to the, this this product category. They announced it in June, as I said. They were big on the fact that it the audio quality is uh, vastly superior to anything else on the market. They were comparing the audio quality to um, the Sonos uh, range of speakers and. For the record, Sonos One is another smart speaker that I forgot to mention. By the way, um, that was um, a, a, a sort of big, a big hit over Christmas. I purchased one of those for my other half, in fact. And the beauty of the Sonos One is that you have a Sonos quality speaker, and you can essentially choose your uh, your digital assistant. At the moment, you can only choose Alexa, but you will be able to choose Google Assistant in the near future. Uh, and that was selling for 199 pounds around christmas time you know but uh, back to the home pod so the home pod was app is apple's version and then the home pod um is going to be priced at a whopping 349 pounds so 349 pounds for the home pod but apple claim um it's uh, the technology um in in, in terms of uh, the the audio uh, the audio quality is uh, um, superior to anything else on the market the issue with the home pod is not just the price, but the fact that the only music service you'll be able to tap into with the HomePod is Apple Music. So with uh, the Amazon Echo products, you can pretty much um, you, um, in, install Alexa skills or or tap into various music services. The same with the Sonos One and 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 the Google Home. But with the HomePod, um, it's Apple Music or bust. You will be able to um, send music from your phone or tablet um, via AirPlay, the AirPlay 2 protocol, but that kind of defeats the purpose of having the standalone speaker. You don't have to have your phone nearby, and, and you just say, hey, play whatever. So you really need to be an Apple Music subscriber to get the most out of HomePod, and that's going to cost you $9.99 a month. So and, and again, I'm not sure how that's going to work um, in you know, if if the uh, Apple Music subscriber is not present, uh, will the HomePod still have access to its um, his or her subscription? 
Probably, um, but we don't know for certain yet. And also HomePod is not going to have um, Alexa-style skills. Um, HomePod, I mean, HomePod will have um, um, Siri. Siri will be the, um, the artificial intelligence behind the HomePod. And even now, um, apps on iOS, on iPhone and iPad can tap into Siri. Um, you have to, you know, give these apps permission, but you you can give Siri com uh, commands to do things in those particular apps. So, for example, if I'm in a home banking app, I can say, you know, pay Joe Blogs, you know, twenty pounds, and then the idea is that it would go in and it would send money to Joe Blogs based on their, you know, their, their information. And um, much like the Apple Watch, where the core app is stored on your phone. And if your watch is on and your watch is talking to your phone, you can access that core app. I believe this is how it's going to work with the HomePod. So there won't be standalone skills that you can sort of install or activate on, on, on the standalone speaker. But it'd be a case of if your phone is nearby and let's say, for example, for argument's sake, you have, um, let's say you have London Underground, Tube Status, for example, Tube Status app on your phone and your phone is nearby and you say to the HomePod, what's the tube status for the central line, for example? Um, HomePod will, will talk to your iPhone, get that information and relay it back to you. Again, that's to me, that's not as impressive as having it just work on a standalone basis. What if I'm not around? Say if someone wants to know the, the, the tube status and I'm not there and they don't happen to have that app installed on their iPhone. What happens then? This is a big limitation of HomePod, that and the fact that you're stuck with essentially one music service and for £350. Um, and I'm an Apple fan. I mean, you guys know that, don't get me wrong, but um, this is all part of the problem with Apple today. I think they're, or rather Tim Cook's Apple is a little bit arrogant, um, taking the fan base for granted just a little bit. That price of £350 is not even remotely competitive um, with the likes of the Amazon Echo. And the problem was that the HomePod was supposed to be released in time for Christmas last year in December. Didn't happen. There was another delay. And now Apple say that the HomePod will be released in early 2018. Well, we're in January 2018 now. What does that mean? From Apple's point of view, early 2018 can take you right to the end of March. So they completely missed out on the essential Christmas market. Um, and um, which I think from a commercial point of view is terrible. Um, everyone who's interested in a smart speaker has made their decision and, and has purchased their item. Um, why would you wait and then have to pay almost three times as much? Um it makes no sense, but Apple um, did delay the HomePod and they did actually um, release a statement about that delay. And the statement um, pretty much sounds like the same statement they made when they um, delayed the AirPods uh, in the sense that they claim that um, the HomePod wasn't ready. They can't wait for people to try it out, but they're taking some extra time to make it as perfect as possible. Now, I doubt that's going to be any sort of drastic difference. I doubt that means that Siri is going to be um, better and the HomePod's going to have all of these brand new unannounced features. Not at all. We've seen what the HomePod has to offer. Um, Apple employees are even testing the things in their home as we speak. 
um, the specs aren't going to change. Apple, I don't think Apple are going to have another event. I think the HomePod will be released when the HomePod is ready. Um, and it's a real shame that they missed out on that Christmas market. Um, I don't, will it do well? Well, it might do well. I mean, there are Apple loyalists out there. People like me who are uh, who are part of the Apple ecosystem, you know, we've invested into the ecosystem. Um, HomePod is probably better. But um, once you've got that core fan base and once they've purchased that item, what then? How are you going to sell this device to people when they can get, like I said, an Amazon Echo um, for a third of the price? Uh, but nonetheless, we're still waiting for HomePod to be released. Um, and there has been a little bit of news uh, this past week about that. Apparently, um, one of Apple's supplier, Inventec, um, have, have, has confirmed, actually, that um, the first million HomePods have been shipped out from them to Apple. And they're expecting to, uh, to ship out um, uh, between 10 to 12 million for the duration of the year. Um, so it seems like there's some movement now with HomePod. Um, it's, um, some, some analysts, industry analysts have claimed that this, this indicates that HomePod will actually see a release, um, anytime between four to six weeks from now. And knowing Apple will be out the blue, you'll be able to pre-order on their website and you'll be able, you know, the thing will be shipped to you in a matter of days. Um, I think they've missed the boat on this one. Um, it's a real shame. It's a real shame. And, and I actually um, am sli slightly envious of those because I haven't got a smart speaker myself, but those who do have those things, I mean, I can see they're incredibly useful, but I've been waiting. And, you know, I'll admit uh, I, I'm invested in Apple ecosystem. I, I've been waiting for the HomePod, but I'm starting to question why I'm waiting. And I could have had a product which um, I, I'd be able to enjoy for, for, for several months um, at, at a fraction of the price. But um, nonetheless, you know, maybe Apple will blow us away. You know, they, like I said, they're not always first to the party. They tend to make the best impression. So maybe we should give them the benefit of the doubt. But um, one, of, um, uh, one, one of the features of, of the Amazon Echo that I really like are the, the news flash briefings. So you'd say something like, um, you know, Alexa, give me... Um, uh, what's my news flash briefing or give me a let me hear the news flash briefing and Alexa will essentially um, read out the news not read out the news but play you a sound bite from a news service so I think in the UK the default one is the BBC news but you can change that you can customize it so you can change that to um, Sky News or, or whatever other type of news service you prefer and then every time you ask for that flash briefing later on um, you'll hear the latest news headlines um, now, you can see that um, this is happening. This is going to happen with HomePod 2 because Apple have, have just now re, uh, released um, uh, an enhancement to um, Siri. And it's uh, you, you essentially say, hey, Siri, tell, tell me the news or what's the news for today? And um, Siri will do the same thing as the... Um, as the Amazon Echo does. It will, um, I think, again, uh, it's BBC News by default. If you're in the UK, in the US, um, obviously you have different services um, and Siri will play you um, a soundbite of the news headlines for the day. Now, what the way Siri does it um, on the iPhone is that essentially plays a podcast. So you get a news 
bulletin playing via the podcast app. But then Siri does say you can change that service from BBC to uh, Sky News or to LBC. Um, and um, so it's paving the way, I think, for the HomePod. It's clear that the HomePod is is imminent. Um, in fact, you know what? No, I'm going to demonstrate it right now. So I'm going to attempt to talk to Siri on my phone and you'll hear how it works. Hey, Siri. Give me the news. Here's the latest news from BBC. You can also tell me to switch to Sky News or LBC. Five Live. Theresa May and Emmanuel Macron have been holding their first joint summit. They've signed a new treaty to boost border security at Calais. Anyway, you get the point. It's playing the news. That's exactly how it works. It's a nice feature. I mean, don't get me wrong. And you can use it on the iPhone right now. Um, you can use it on the iPad right now. Um, all you say is, Siri, give me the news. Um, it doesn't work. It only works on an eyes-free basis. So basically, if you're using your phone and you're looking at your phone and you hold down the button, the home button or the side button, if you've got an iPhone 10, and then you say, Siri, whatever, it won't work that way. If you do it that way, you'll literally get a text response um, showing you the news uh, from the news app. But if you do it on, you know, away from the phone, if you say, hey, Siri, activate the phone that way, or use your headphones and do it in that manner, and I've just set my Siri off again. Um, when you say, give me the news, Siri will read out the news. And there she goes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and it's, it's all rather clever. It's all rather convenient. It's, again, a little feature that I loved about the Amazon Echo. I, I'm glad we've got it now on our Apple devices. I can't wait for it to be introduced uh, with the HomePod. I do have my doubts about the HomePod, as I've said. Um, but, you know, it shouldn't be too long now. It's a matter of weeks. Whether the market will lean towards the Apple implementation of the um, the the home smart speaker i don't know certainly not the price that they're charging if the thing came with a complimentary subscription to apple music you know maybe a year half a year's worth it might be more appealing but um it's 350 pounds is a lot of money i mean even you know sonos um the sonos ecosystem was once upon time considered expensive but the sonos one is like half the price half the price of the home pod and that's a decent speaker so this is really going to be an uphill um, an uphill climb for Apple. And um, I'll be very curious to see how the market responds to it. So those of you... You know, even with a vague interest in, in tech, I've probably already heard the story, uh, the scandal uh, surrounding Apple um, and the way that they are apparently throttling the performance of iPhones based on the, um, the wear level of uh, the lithium-ion battery. And if you haven't heard this story, I'll reiterate very quickly. Um, it all began with... Uh, a contributor to um, Reddit, and they claimed that they had an iPhone, I think it was an iPhone 6S or 6S Plus or something like that, um, and um, they noticed that it wasn't performing very well, it, 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 it was quite slow, um, and there's been that conspiracy theory for ages that um, 
you know what, whenever there's a new iPhone on the market or a new version of iOS that's been that's been launched, uh, all of a sudden your older iPhone will perform a lot more slowly. It's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy, I tells you. So Apple are forcing you to upgrade your phone. That, that conspiracy theory has been around for a while. Um, I always put it down to, okay, you've installed a newer version of iOS on your phone. What do you expect? It's optimized for the newer iPhones, not the older ones. But anyway, nonetheless, um, this Reddit con uh, contributor um, noticed that their phone was performing rather slowly. They um, use Geekbench to um, to basically um, to check the performance of the CPU, and um, you know they got the Geekbench score and it was it was fairly low, and um, they opted uh, they they arranged for a battery replacement, and the performance um, the performance increased drastically when that battery was replaced and they did another a Geekbench, uh, Geekbench test and um, lo and behold, um, the score had in increased. Now, this um, actually prompted um, uh, Geekbench themselves to uh, do, do a bit more sort of look, studying, looking into this to see if there was some sort of correlation. And it, indeed, it did appear, they did appear to be a correlation between... Um, iPhones with older batteries and newer batteries. And so it seemed like Apple were doing something very funny with the iPhones. Um, and this, um, this, this, this new story spread like wildfire, basically. Um, and Apple were actually forced, forced to respond to the issue. Uh, and, and their statement uh, was as follows. Um, our goal is to deliver the best experience for customers, which includes overall performance and prolonging the life of their devices. Lithium-ion batteries become less capable of supplying peak current demands when in cold conditions, have a low battery charge, or as they age over time, which can result in a device unexpectedly shutting down to protect its electronic components. Last year, we released a feature for iPhone 6, 6S, and iPhone SE to smooth out the instantaneous peaks, only when needed to prevent the device from unexpectedly shutting down during these conditions. We've now extended that feature to iPhone 7 with iOS 11.2 and plan to add support for other products in the future. So essentially, Apple were admitting that they were slowing down iPhones based on the wear level of the battery. And this was a little experiment they were doing with the iPhone 6 series, but now they're doing it with iPhone 7 and onwards. So that can kind of confirms uh, the conspiracy theories out there. What Apple didn't mention at that point was at, at you know what 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 the threshold was at what percentage of where does um, the throttling begin? And I, I think, and it's still to this day haven't confirmed that, but I think the answer is 80%. Because if you look at um, the terms of, um, of, of, of the warranty, of warranty um, Apple will um, replace your, your device or replace the battery in your device if you're under warranty and it's lost 80% of its capacity, its charging capacity. Um, and 
if you have Apple Care, that that eighty percent number is rallied again. You know, you've got two years instead of one uh, to get a, um, a a free battery replacement if it's lots of eighty percent of its category, of its um, capacity, charging capacity, I should say. And um, <laughs> I mean, the, it 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 makes you also wonder why these batteries are wearing out so quickly anyway. Um, I'm going to, you know, if you, if you, all the conspiracy theories about, oh, my iPhone has slowed down and there's all sorts of stories about whenever there's a new iPhone launch, the, the most popular Google search term is iPhone slow. Have Apple been releasing iPhones with um, poor batteries? Um you know, knowing that they would they would wear quickly, and knowing that uh, once they wear quickly, and the, the iPhone would slow down, the performance would slow down to the point where it may frustrate the user and and, and prompt them to buy a new new model iPhone. I don't know. I mean, all companies are in business to make money. I wouldn't put it past them. But Apple claimed that that that, that wasn't the case. But that wasn't enough. That statement. Um, that um, Apple um, released was not good enough and a number of uh, class action lawsuits in the, you know, a frenzy in the United States against Apple's, Apple was, were, were launched, you know, um, deliberately slowing phones down, forcing people into upgrades. Um, and I think that number at the moment is actually quite high. Um, so, yeah, there are now 30 class action uh, suits against Apple over, over this iPhone throttling business. Um, and so Apple responded. Um, they, they responded in a much better way after that, actually. Um, they reached out in an open letter to uh, to us, the customers, about the battery issue. Um, and, and this was um, released in the new year. And they actually, or it was just before the new year, actually, and um, it was just after Christmas, I think it was the 28th of December or so. And, and um, they actually made a gesture, which is uh, very un-Apple-like. And I'll read out the message to you. The message goes, we've been hearing feedback from our customers about the way we handle performance for iPhones with older batteries and how we've communicated that process. We know that some of you feel that Apple has let you down. We apologize. Did you hear that, folks? We apologize. You'd never hear that in the Steve Jobs era, Apple. But OK, fine. Um, there's been a lot of misunderstanding about this issue, so we'd like to clarify and let you know about some changes we're making. First and foremost, we have never and would never do anything to intentionally shorten the life of any Apple product or degrade the user experience to drive customer upgrades. Our goal has always been to create products that our customers love and making iPhones last as long as possible is an important part of that. And then Apple go on, I mean, I'll spare you this, but Apple go on about, they, they go on and educate us about, um, you know, battery chemistry and how all rechargeable batteries are consumable components that become less effective as they chemically age, um, blah, blah, blah. I'll spare you all of that um, and I'll get to uh, the juicy part. So, so here is the admission on the, about the throttling. Um, a year ago in iOS 10.2.1, 
We delivered a software upgrade that improves power management during peak workloads to avoid unexpected shutdowns on iPhone 6, 6 Plus, 6S, 6S Plus, iPhone SE. With the update, iOS dynamically manages the maximum performance of some system components when needed to prevent a shutdown. While these changes may go unnoticed, in some cases, users may experience longer launch times for apps or other reductions in performance. Right. So, and 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 then, I mean, there's more to it. They they they're spinning it, saying customers' response to that version of iOS was positive. Um, you know, when when a chemically aged battery is replaced with a new one, iPhone performance returns to normal when operated in normal standard conditions. Um, now, the part at the end is the interesting part addressing customer concerns. And so Apple say, we've always wanted our customers to be able to use their phones for as long as possible. We're proud that Apple products are known for their durability and for holding their value longer than our competitors' devices. To address our customers' concerns, to recognize their loyalty and to regain the trust of anyone who may have doubted Apple's intentions, we've decided to take the following steps. Apple is replacing the price of an out-of-warranty iPhone battery replacement by £54. So this thing, so it cost originally, to, to replace your battery out of warranty, it was £79. They are issuing a big discount and are now practically giving them away at £25. Brand new battery, put in your iPhone, cost of labour included. Now, the caveat is that this is for anyone with an iPhone 6 or later. Um, this is available worldwide and it's only available at this discounted price until December 2018. Um, if you want to go for it, and I recommend you to, if, if you need to, why not? Um, you need to book a, a repair, basically book a genius, a genius appointment at your local Apple store. Um, and that's their gesture. Now, I, I mean, I, I think it's a fairly decent gesture. Don't get me wrong, though. They're only doing this because they were caught. <laughs> they're only doing this because they were caught. This is just spin. Um, goodness knows what's going to happen with the growing number of class action lawsuits uh, brewing in the States against Apple. And um, you, you know what? It, it actually is not just to do with throttling the uh, the speed of, an, of, of the iPhone. It's actually a lot worse. It's well, a lot more shocking because um, uh, Apple also admitted ex exactly what it does for transparency reasons, of course, but exactly what it, what it does and what, what performance impacts are made when um, a, a battery is detected as being worn. Um, so this is Apple's actual list. Um, you would experience longer app launch times, lower frame rates while scrolling, backlight dimming, which can be overridden in control center apparently, but um, you, you know, um, lower speaker volume by up to three decibels. Lower speaker volume? Gradual frame rate reductions in some apps. Uh, during the most extreme cases, the, cam the camera flash will be disabled as visible in the camera UI. Apps refreshing in the background may require reloading upon launch. So this affects the speaker and the camera, and and this this is crazy. This 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 is beyond extraordinary. This actually gives some credence to 
all the conspiracy theories of the past. That seriously, your iPhone, when, when there's a new version of iOS, a uh, new iPhone release, more which is like every year, your 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 current iPhone is 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 just rendered useless. Well, not completely useless, but um, this 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 really does make me suspect whether this is this is tactical. Now, I appreciate the transparent. Well, no, I appreciate it. Apple had no choice, you know. But um, almost every aspect of the phone deteriorates in such a manner just because of the battery insane uh but if any of you got an older iphone i would take on if you're still using it i would take advantage right now and get in 25 pounds get that battery replaced if you're not still using it but it's nice to have a spare wait until towards the end of this year remember the cutoff point is in december so set a reminder in your calendar or something and then get it replaced then anyway because it's worth having a new bat a fresh battery I, you know, and if it's going to improve performance a little, that's that that that's even better. Now I've heard that um, now this has happened from the new year, from the right to start this year. Um, this has been available, and I've heard the demand has been crazy, and so a lot of people are getting turned away at Apple stores. They're being told that oh, we we've run out of batteries. Everyone's replacing their battery. We'll let you know. We'll order a battery in for you, and it might take a few days, might take a week, and we'll let you know when when to come in with your device. And we'll swap it over. And it normally takes them about an hour to replace the battery. I heard the most demand is on um, iPhone 6S Plus batteries. But definitely, definitely go for it, if, you know, if, if, if you feel you need to. Now, apparently, Apple do some diagnostics. So, um, and you can do this yourself, actually. There are various battery apps on the iOS store, um, app store, um, like uh, Battery Life. Or you can use Coconut Battery for the Mac if you hook up your iPhone um, to a Mac to get um, information about uh, your battery. And um, so Apple's policy, as I said before, is that if it's um, lost 80% of its charging capacity within a thousand charge cycles, then they consider that to be worn. And then if your phone is still under warranty or under Apple Care cover, they will replace that battery free of charge. Now, this offer of £25 for an outer warranty replacement. Um, is being offered whether um, your phone passes diagnostic tests or not. So even if it still has 80% or more of its charging capacity left, they will still change it for you if you insist. The caveat is you can only do this once. So I would only get it changed if you need to get it changed. But definitely think about it. If you've you you know if you've got a phone that falls in this category, do it. By all means, do it. £25 is a steal for a brand new first party battery. They replace it. Um, you know, no, no dodgy third party parts. Um, I would definitely do it. Now, there was more to this because um, Apple said, Apple did go on in their, their rather groveling open letter um, saying that early in, early in 2018, we're going to issue an iOS software update with new features that give users more visibility into the health of their iPhone's battery so they can see for themselves if this condition is affecting performance. Now, that's what they should have done in the first place, to be quite honest. They should have done that in the first place. It should have been clear. There should have been an alert, a pop message, something in your settings saying, hey, your battery um, wear level is, 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 um, is, is rather high. 
you might want to consider taking your iPhone in for servicing. Um, the performance of your iPhone may suffer. That's what they should have done. They sh it's, it's the shadiness of this thing that really doesn't make me feel sorry for them. I understand how battery technology works, but it's all the cloak and dagger stuff. And it's all and that and the general conspiracy theories that plagued iPhones for years about how things are deliberately slowed down. And I suspect the batteries aren't great anyway. I suspect they're not, they're not lasting that long. And... So, so Apple are going to put some um, a feature to, to, to let this to, for this to be more transparent, more clear to you. Um, to go on a little bit further, Tim Cook recently um, had an interview with ABC News, the American News Network, about uh, a new data center Apple opened in, in Nevada, and Tim Cook was asked by a, a journalist about the battery issue. Um, and he did elaborate a little further. Um, he's saying, um, once again, he apologizes, he reiterates Apple's apology and they're going to learn from it. Um, but he says specifically that uh, in the developer release that's going to happen next month, they're going to give people the visibility of the health of their battery. So it's very, very transparent. He says this hasn't been done before. But they fought through the whole thing and they have learned everything they can learn from 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 this experience. Um, and there is also going to be a toggle so you can switch off this power management that iOS has apparently been doing. So, I mean, the argument is the risk is that if your battery um, doesn't have sufficient um, charging capacity, then your phone may find that you, you may find that the, your phone restarts itself when um, you know the CP is is CPU or the GPU is being maxed out and performing certain tasks etc. And um, this power management um, um, feature built into iOS um, essentially prevents uh, your it restart from happening by by throttling or others just just slowing down. Um, slowing down the speed of, of, of the phone um, now I mean in layman's terms but um, so now you you can decide whether to uh, keep this power management on or off apparently according to Tim Cook so um, it'll be interesting to see this update uh, next month and um, yeah this is um, I, I think Apple's got his back against the wall to be quite honest I don't don't for a second think they're doing all this out of the goodness of their own heart it's simply because of one inquisitive reddit uh, contributor and then this this whole debacle and due to the power of the internet this whole debacle has taken place so um, I would again I can't reiterate anymore go 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 and get your battery replaced if you have an older iPhone my uh, you know my concern my immediate concern is this is an ios issue ios is is doing these things why is there no mention of the ipad and I, the reason why i want to mention the ipad is because i have a um 9.7 inch ipad pro right 9.7 inch ipad pro which came out i believe in it was around easter wasn't it it must have been around march 2016 that's my iPad Pro. Used to last, a, yeah. Used to last a long time. The battery. I could easily, if I'm using the iPad casually, on and on or off, on and off. Um, 
it lasts me a couple of days, the battery. I believe the battery once upon a time would, would run for 10 hours straight. Now, the thing doesn't last a day. The iPad does not last a day, and that's when I'm using it sporadically. And I also noticed that the, the, the speed, I mean, my iPad Pro used to be so fast. It used to be lightning fast. And I remember that because I came from an iPad Air to my iPad Pro. Um, and I was just so blown away with the speed. And now it stutters and now it's slow. And now the battery barely, you know, it, it doesn't last a day. So I, I suspect that the same thing is happening with iPads. Only people don't use their iPads as often. So they're not noticing this. They're not kicking up much of a fuss or they're not compelled to upgrade their iPads as often as a phone. So I think some investigation needs to be done into the iPad too, because I can definitely, definitely sense something is up with my iPad. Um, I wonder if any, any of you out there feel the same about yours. Um, yeah, I, I think, I mean, I'm a big Apple fan. I'll say it again, but a spade is a spade. And I think they deserve what they get with this one. I, I, I think they deserve to be punished for this, this one. And um, the £25 battery replacement program is the least that they could do. Um, a year is a fair length of time to offer it for. Um, but again, you know, take advantage of it, but don't think they're doing this at the goodness of their own heart. They're not. Normally when, when companies do this sort of thing, they've got no choice. Um, so... Yeah, go and get your batteries changed. Well, thanks, guys, for listening to um, this edition of The Intersection. Like I said, we're going to keep it uh, more succinct and we're going to be publishing much more often. You can find us on every major podcast directory and subscribe to us in that manner if you haven't done so already. Or you can visit our website, which is intersectioncast.com. If uh, you prefer to follow us on social media, you can um, hear, be notified about new episodes via our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash intersectioncast. Or you can follow us on Twitter. The username is at Let's Intersect. If you have any feedback, any questions, anything you want us to cover in future, uh, please drop us a Skype voicemail. Our, um, our Skype account is is feedback at intersectioncast.com and you can also use that email address to uh, drop us an email we'd love to hear from you okay thanks again for listening and um, until the next time that's a wrap the intersection